Audio wrangling is a sister site to audio angling, allowing people with angling and related topics to express them freely as an insight into what some of the issues were in the early part of the 21st century. My name is Phil Williams and this is a 2014 recording with Eastbourne fishing tackle dealer Tony Kerridge on the subject of over-exploitation and national angling licence proposals for sea anglers. I'm pretty upset about the depleting stocks of mackerel and I believe that is to factory ships and ships getting better at it and better and I think they've really hammered them. I've got a little bit of a gripe about a licence to go sea fishing which has gone quiet at the moment, but I really am anti that. As I said to you, it's a great thing. But if they get hold of it and do it and no one does anything, it's a bad thing because you're going to, them few kids that do go down there and catch mackerel and enjoy and their dad takes them down in the summer, they're not going to buy a license, I'll tell you that. They'll tell you they will, but they won't do it. They'll think, ah, oh, I can't be bothered, we've got to buy a license, we've got to pay for it, we've got to do this. And I think you'll see a big decline in angling if and I think you'll see a lot of shops go to the wall if that was to come in. So I'm very anti the licence situation. And I'm anti the foreign trawlers coming into our waters when they've ruined their own and taking our fish, which I think everyone is, you know. They're coming in here and taking our fish, but go and fish for your own. I'm not quite good on the politics, but didn't we try and go into Icelandic waters and they started firing at us or something a few years ago? <laughs> something like that. Well, they're just protecting their waters and good luck to them, really. It's their water, and they got fish there, and they're looking after them. You fished in America? Yeah. And you fished in Florida? I've fished in Florida, I've fished all over America. Well, they have in excess of 600 armed fishery protection officers with full police powers, who, along with the fishery science team, have turned around a situation far worse than ours into a world-class fishery, financed by fishing licence monies, all of which, along with fines, goes to the fishery department. So it can be done. Yeah, that's true. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind a licence if they do something. Obviously they've made a big effort in America, but you know what England's like, they promise to do all this stuff and then nothing gets done. And then you find you've got no anglers left anyway, which is pretty sad, isn't it? I mean, if they did have to bring it in and all that, they should definitely exclude children up to 18 or something like that, so at least the kids can go. We do follow everything America does. But I think it'd be the end of all the tackle shops because I, I just don't think they'd be able to sustain it. We rely on our, what we call, bread and butter bing bombers who come in and they go down there and try and catch some mackerel. And if you take that away with their dad, they'll just sit at home and watch computers all day long and the whole thing will be ruined, I'm afraid. So I, I'm a bit anti it. But as you've already hinted, Kids won't be able to mackerel fish anyway, regardless of the licence, because very soon there may not be any mackerel left to catch. Yeah, and look at these smooth hounds. I mean, I did this smooth hound video last week, and I struggled to get them, and I couldn't work it out. And as I say, they, they hammered them. It's all in the papers off the Isle of Wight. Now, we put them back religiously. You know, we, we look after them fish. They get them, everyone turns them around, puts them back. Up, up comes a foreign trawler. They reckon they've took all of them, because they massive packs of them. They've scooped through there off the Isle of Wight, took thousands of them, found it away. They're not very tasty, but I know full well that you can put fish like that, you put them in a freezer for a couple of days, it takes the ammonia out of them, like they actually sell tope now and eat them, and they freeze them for a certain amount of time, and then they, they have them, and they reckon they taste just as good. It takes all the ammonia out. Well, they've obviously done something with them smooth hounds, and they're probably higher, they're selling them as robbing us. 
Well, the sad thing is, that's what we got left. Everyone waits for the smooth hounds to come along in, in the summer, and you think, got a good bit of fishing here, we get some crab, and we go and get some smooth hounds. All along the coast, well, what's that? They're going to deplete all that now. Things that you think are worthless, they still keep hammering them. They find flounders are no good, and then all of a sudden they're taking flounders for something because some foreign people want to take them. So many things have been ruined. I don't know if you've ever seen the the Elva run down at, um, oh, where is it now? They call it the Boar. Um, the River Seven. Yeah, and I've been down there and I've stayed in the pub with friends and that, and they'll come in and they're all fishing for them, and, and I think they've depleted that. But they've got weighing stations there, and these little Elvers, little eels, they send them to Japan and the Far East, and they eat them, they're, they're a big delicacy. But someone put one in my beer and it's about inch long. Did it for a laugh, you know, they were, they were there getting the elbows, they put it in my beer when I was there. But they're so small and they send them away to Japan and they're on the menu as a delicacy. I don't know how much they get. They get big hits of them and they get them in these nets, these fight nets. And, and they get them and they send them off and, and they get money. And when they dish them out over there, they charge a fortune for them, you know. And of course, well, you know, it's like with the shark fins and all that. They're doing the same thing, aren't they? They cut the fins off. They're dead, aren't they? They're not going to live with no fins. And they go, oh, no, we're only cutting their fins off, but they're not going to live with no fins, are they? So that's another thing that's been ruined. And they just keep taking, they keep getting the marlin in their big nets, don't they, out in the Far East, Thailand and that. They make out they're caught them by accident and all this kind of thing. I see a programme on the, on the bluefin tuna and they're worth a fortune and they spot them in aeroplanes. They go out and they get a big shoal of bluefins, they go out in an aeroplane there and spot them. <laughs> That's how much money they got, and then they go, right, there's a shoal there, and they get over there with a the net, net them all up. I think it was a big company like Honda or something, and they keep them all in the hangars, and they're worth a fortune, they just hang on to them. I think it was on Panorama or something, I don't know if you see it, but it's quite incredible, you know, and... Something's got to give. Some people have got to put something back into angling rather than keep taking it out. We catch a bass on the beach, we'll put it back perhaps and let it swim out. And what does it swim out into? A bloody gill net. There's no justice, you know. I caught a nice soul the other night and I said to my mate, I'm putting it back, I'm putting it back. And the mate said, bring it back here, I want to eat it. And I said, no, I'm putting it back. He said, what, swim into a net? And I said, oh yeah, but that doesn't matter, I'm going to put it back. And one thing they've done in the States, like you said, they've work together with it and they've made it good, haven't they? And if we had properly funded enforcement teams here to turn things round like they have in the States, would that not be worth the licence money in the longer term? I think it could if they did it, if it was done right. But, you know, as I said to you, too many things are done wrong. They'll take the money, they'll hoover up the money and not do anything with it. I'm not saying they will, but you know what we're like over here. If it was going to happen seriously, it might be worth it. But too many things get swept under the carpet. We've done this and done that. Oh, yeah, great. (laughs) So, I don't know. It depends how serious it is. You know, it's certainly a good idea. But you've got to really patrol things. It's like the first thing you've got to do is stop all these foreign trawlers coming in at night here. Somehow stop them coming in and taking all our fish. The gear is so sophisticated now. They can net wrecks. They can net, they can just bounce around everything. Years ago, a wreck was sacred, you couldn't get near it. Now they've got special nets that bounce over the top of the wreck, take all the fish. So it's all changed, and technology is so good now that in the end we're going to wipe fish out because 
we're so good at it, you know? They can actually pinpoint what they want now, what they don't want near enough. On the positive side of things, me and you won't be around by that stage, knowing that we saw the best of it. No, that's one good thing, I suppose, isn't it? As I say, all through this, I've been a little bit biased because Eastbourne's terrific fishing. It's really good, you know. I mean, I'm going to do it another video with Graham next week and I've got no qualms, I know we're going to catch a load of souls next week. And they net these souls, they're out there netting them now as we speak, right in close every night, but fortunately there's a good lot of them. They keep taking them, but they're there, but I don't know why. But in the end, you've got to wipe them out, haven't you?